0: Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7 here at One word: www.centerlefttalkradio.com. It is the 6th of October, a Friday, a Friday meaning we we are doing, this is the Friday show, and David Bach will be with us in our second segment. And uh, it being uh, 2023, it means that we are in a perpetual political season, Uh, something that seems I don't know. Unavoidable. I, I, I guess a lot of it depends on the media you consume, but we are in a world of perpetual uh, me- politics. There's there's just no way around it. And even if we had wanted to sort of, if I had wanted, or anyone had wanted to sort of get away from it, the the, the Trump saga playing out on so many fronts uh, just forces, uh, be, be, you know, you, you, it's impossible not to leapfrog from his criminal problems uh, to everything else political since he is still the de facto leader of one of the two major parties in America. It seems hard to believe um, I, I, I was talking about this uh, with my wife earlier today, uh, before before coming on air now, and and we both agreed that there is a point at which you you invariably will begin feeling burnout. The, the way this started, we were we were we were sitting in bed having some tea, you know, starting our day off as as we do, uh, and. We we I maybe maybe it was me who calmed it. I I said, my God, and 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 the local news, which will normally start off with just to basically get a weather report and whatever else might be going on with traffic and stuff like that, but it was especially. Uh, depressing <laughs> in terms of who got killed, who got attacked, what prior attacker finally might have just been caught by the police, uh, what went wrong that caused the flooding in the subways, and what are the odds that the subway system will survive another one, and whose fault is it? And uh, is Mayor, May, Mayor Adams is absolutely should have gotten it all done by now, and we should have... And on, and who, and and who, uh, what crazy guy in Central Park in broad daylight walking around with a collapsible police baton, which is supposed to be uh, prohibited. Uh, I suppose they're better than guns, but a woman uh, comes by him on a bike. He's walking in the middle of the bike path. People really shouldn't. There's a footpath. But in any event, he was walking in the middle of the bike path, and he felt a woman got too close to him, and he swung at her and hit her in the head with a collapsible baton and did some pretty severe damage. And then somebody just went ahead and kept filming him on cell phone a video, a cell phone video, and he's babbling and he's he's blustering, and he's about 65 years old, and he's just sort of, you know, power walking along and sort of talking to himself and clearly not entirely in his right mind. And, and, and that's how we began our day. Literally, after, after making a cup of tea, the first thing after that was consuming an insane melange of, of, of stories interspersed with insanely gleeful people I was we were watching NBC here in New York and they just and they laughed there's four people it's a standard setup uh, and and they're all they've all been there well Mike Gargiulo and and Darlene Rodriguez have been there uh, since before there was dirt and and Everybody is just happy and laughing and joking, and and they start off at four in the morning, and nothing could be funnier and more gleeful and happy than starting off at four in the morning and reading. They are news readers and reading every horrible story you can possibly imagine, and then laughing about whatever might just about be on the verge of being spoken about in the weather and in the roads, and which in, and of course for the weather, for purposes of weather, it's a story team that's looking at it and they're all ready for the worst of everything to happen and it's always going to be the worst and you know there might be more flooding because we're going to get a half an inch on Saturday and well you know it's already the ground's already saturated but well you know maybe it won't be your area we don't know and then the traffic oh yeah there's 20 people killed in this and on and on and on and on and I, and I finally just said to my wife enough of this and we changed the channel and and turned it on or I, I turned it to something called classic arts uh, classic arts showcase I uh, you can get this in most. Uh, in most uh, areas of the country, it, it, it's available cable, satellite, however, you know, uh, it's uh, maybe even it gets, gets picked up in some in some digital straight digital broadcasting services. But what it is, is a combination of unnarrated sequential. The. Uh, uh, pieces from the arts. It's, it's, it's classical music. There might be some jazz occasionally. There'll be ballet. There'll be opera. There'll be, uh, there'll be uh, classic movies. There'll be art sometimes. There'll be... Um, it, it's just... It's, it's segments that are roughly, I don't know, somewhere averaging anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes, minutes in length and they are preceded and followed by an on-screen detailed statement of what you're about to see. And then it dissolves into whatever the performance is. And the performances are invariably exquisite. It, whoever is doing the editing, who's ever managed to select all this stuff, is selecting the best of the best of the best from... Anywhere in the arts, where wherever the best of the best has been recorded in a visual, in an audio-visual format. In other words, it's not just a studio recording, an audio recording. No, it's basically uh, the, the the performance. Is there, unless maybe they're doing uh, a a review in an art museum, and maybe it's music behind it, sort of a pictures at at, you know pictures at an exhibition, a sort of Mussorgsky-ish kind of a notion for looking at it. But but more often than not, it's a live orchestra. uh, taped orchestra performing, or an, a a ballet happening, or a opera uh, taking place, or it it's it's eye candy as well as ear candy, and it's just wonderful. Now, oh, I, well, I'm I'm i I'm not into I'm not into classical stuff. Well, okay, some people aren't. But I, but I've said this to people, and I've and I've and I've had this conversation with, with other people, uh, several times in in recent years. As long as I've been aware of Classic Art Showcase, um, try it. Just flick it on here here in the New York area, at least in on the on the Optimum network. If you have Optimum cable. Uh, it's a channel 165. I don't know how many people have Optimum. I don't know if Optimum operates with the same uh, lineup all over the country. I don't know how far around the country Optimum goes. I don't know, you know exactly how many people could benefit from knowing it's on Optimum channel 165. In any event, that's what I know about. I'm sure Verizon has it. I'm sure all the services all over the country probably have this. They make a big point of saying that they operate with no advertising. That's, it's wonderful. They accept no, no donations or contributions. It is funded by the estates of two guys, Lloyd, Lloyd Riggler and... and uh, I, I can't think who the other fella is, but two, two people who in their wills philanthropically decided... That they would fund this classic arts, uh, uh, TV-based, uh, you know, t- uh, visually-based uh, service so that people can have this 24-7 anywhere, anytime you need it. And you might find, if you started looking at this, that you need it far more often than you might have previously imagined there was a period about uh, j- during the trump during the trump presidency i found myself quite frequently uh, tuning in to classic art showcase just to I, it was it was a <laughs> it was a refuge um, and, and i was uh, we were doing uh, you know we were doing central left radio right through that period we we've, we've done over 800 shows we've been at this for well over 6 years now but that was my, my refuge, my, my way of reminding myself that there is a world of beauty and art and thoughtfulness and accomplishment and sensitivity and expression and and, cre- and pure creativity and, and, and the effort that it takes to go ahead and bring all that together in a form that makes it accessible to other people and the willingness to do that for the sake of the fine art that it is and a, a, a sense of uniting with other people who have this sense of how beautiful this is, simply because it is this beautiful, and we need to have it the the inspirational nature of it the the peacefulness of it uh i, I it's the same reason why. Uh, in a car I, uh, I, I, I have on WQXR virtually the entire time. I'm a sustaining member, proud to say it. It's, it's probably the best-known classical music station uh, probably in America. Certainly, it's the only full-time classical music station in New York. Can you imagine that at this point in the game? Uh, we have one full-time jazz station, WBGO. They, they broadcast out of Newark, New Jersey. They've been there forever. QXR and BGO both do most definitely take contributions. Uh, there is a, It seems every time you turn around, there's another fundraiser, a la PBS, a la National Public Radio. But again, it, it, it's, it's this, this beauty for the sake of beauty. I would, I would add the jazz aspect to that also. We need art, we need this diversion from this constant madness that is out there. We need to find a way to recharge our batteries so that we are not simply worn down by Donald, Donald seems to be un, incapable of, of wearing himself down. He goes on, he doubles, he triples down. The man has a remarkable capacity and a remarkable level of energy to do bad. He, he is stuck in a cycle of negative behavior and he has this mind-boggling capacity to drag everybody along and down With him. Now he's talking about uh, what now that we've uh, gotten rid of, well now that essentially the Democrats did do the voting on this, but the Republicans, it was only by the rules that they had, uh, were able to get rid of of, uh, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and uh, this way we have it on air just to talk about this and say that it's there, it's now there for archival purposes. Uh, McCarthy is gone and Donald Trump has and McCarthy went down to Mar-a-Lago and did everything he could to to basically patch up things with Donald uh, after it became apparent uh, after after McCarthy came to his senses after going on the floor of the house on at, just after on January 7th after and saying that Donald had done this that he brought this on that he allowed it to happen etc and then realized, my God, what have I done? And within about a week or so, was down in Mar-a-Lago, hat in hand, begging Donald's forgiveness, saying, "I'm really with you. I don't. No, 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 Donald. I understand." I guess by the time, by then, Donald had probably, um, let's see. So th- th- he he made his statement about on the seventh, after just after the uh, after the insurrection, after the Capitol riot. So I guess he had to wait till Donald was uh, fully ensconced in. In Mar-a-Lago, before well, he couldn't go down there and see him before then. I'm just thinking of the time frame, so it probably was about two weeks between the time that that Kevin McCarthy got on the floor of the House and, in a moment, uh, in a rare moment of honesty, and in a rare moment of concern for the country above and beyond his own political skin. And, and, and power for power's sake, for, and a rare moment of recognizing that the country was basically in danger by what had happened the day before, and everything in the country that could make this re-explode in the future, he actually told the truth. He said it from the House floor, and uh, Mitch McConnell, who was the Senate leader at the time, said it from the Senate floor. And they both just excoriated Donald. And Mitch has never backed away from that. I'll give him that. He's blown a lot of other things. But but, but of course, Kevin, within two weeks then, is down in Mar-a-Lago and there's this famous picture of him standing next to Donald and they're smiling and smiling and smiling. Oh, everything is wonderful. Where I'm back in the fold, et cetera, et cetera. Donald, you can count on me. And he basically did that ever since. But in the process of the 15 votes that it took him to become speaker, He had to give away everything, all his power, all his control. He basically allowed the poison pill that essentially took him out. Namely, that any one member of the caucus, that means any one of the clown car crazies, could introduce a resolution to vacate the chair, and a vote would be taken on it. And what Kevin had done by the time this was decided, well, and Kevin did the unforgivable just before this vote was taken this past week, he actually allowed a continuing resolution on the floor, one that the Democrats basically sponsored and a series of rational Republicans went along with. Well, this did not sit well with the clown car, with the loonies, with Matt Gates in particular. And Matt Gates. Uh, looked around, realized he had a poison pill in his pocket with kevin 's name on it, went and raised a resolution and started yelling and screaming and bantering on the floor, saying that he you know uh, that that McCarthy was unfaithful to the to the to the deals that he'd made. You gave it all away, Kevin. how dare you do anything that i don 't want you to do me and the teensy-weensy, one or two percent of us that essentially are holding the remainder of the entire Republican caucus and therefore the entire House of Representatives as hostage with this anyone-can-take-them-out resolution situation. And eight Republicans in the clown car voted to take him out. All Democrats voted to take McCarthy out. Now, there's the argument that I've heard out there, and I've heard this several times recently, you know well if the democrats didn't want this whole thing to go the democrats should have should have kept him in just for the sake of maintaining some reasonable uh, orderly process within the house maintain kevin mccarthy for the sake of an orderly process a single member rule never before adopted by the House of Representatives, gave Matt Gates the right to take him out. McCarthy is the one who is allowing and has unilaterally begun impeachment inquiry hearings against Joe Biden for nothing. There's nothing there. There never has been. He has broken so many different deals and agreements with the Democrats, it, 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 does, not, it does not even bear uh, somehow trying to recall how many he has and how ridiculous the whole process has been. It's just, forget it. And, and, and well, why, why didn't the Democrats just keep him in power? Well, you know... Isn't it the Democrats' responsibility to to basically be the real adults and to prove to the Republicans that they, they really shouldn't be doing things like that, that no matter how bad McCarthy is, and no matter how many deals he's broken, and no matter the fact that he's going ahead and he's allowing an impeachment inquiry into your president where nothing is... No, we have a responsibility, we Democrats, to keep him there. No. No, we don't have that responsibility. We have the responsibility to basically bring the country into a place of rationality and sanity. And if we can basically remove one of the irrational elements, in this case, Kevin McCarthy, then by God, we are under an obligation to do it. I I am sick of hearing the arguments for why the Democrats, the Democrats are to blame for, for, for the fact that McCarthy has gone bullshit. We're to blame. The Republicans basically had this in there. This is what they wanted. You've got the crazy clown car. You refuse to bring it under control. You leave yourself at the mercy of Donald Trump. You're afraid to stand up and say, and it's the Democrats fault that you're crazy, that we have to protect you to keep you insane and whacked out and scared to death of Donald, who's under four indictments, who currently is about to lose his entire financial stake in in everything uh, through the state of New York, who's scrambling like crazy, who's willing to do anything, who will double down and triple down a thousand times worse than he ever has before because the damn asshole is panicking at this point and we the democrats are responsible for making things sane while you just prattle on insanely no thank you that's not the case the democrats did exactly what they had to do they pointed out that you do not reward someone who is crazy even if they are on 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 by as a point of comparison By measure, a little less crazy than some of the other people around them. No. Now, I've said this to a number of people in recent days. I don't care how much Donald Trump throws his weight behind, completely out of his mind, sick, can't find his jacket, Jim Jordan. That idiot and this is exactly what Trump is doing, you would expect that. Go for the craziest. Go for the nuttiest. Go for the, for the wackiest person you can. No, he wants Jim Jordan in there. Trump is out to go, do as much damage and make the, make the vitriol, make the hatred, make the anger as big and ugly and horrible as he can. He sees it as his only way of staying out of jail. If I can make everybody angry enough, maybe... Maybe something will happen that will somehow filter back and filter down into my trial situation that will either delay this beyond the next election in 2024, and by some miracle I'll win, and then, by God, I will go ahead and I'll free myself, and I'll live happily ever after, and I'll begin my retribution tour, and the country will get ripped to shreds, and I will smile and be happy the whole way and everybody will not notice or not care or somehow will just think that they're enjoying the Donald Show and enough Americans just will not get just how awful I am and what, I, and what horrors I'm willing to bring to bear on this country to save my own useless ass. That's, that's the deal. And Republicans in the House and in the senate in large part are still playing along and in state houses around the country still playing along now understand what the democrats just did in taking mccarthy out yes the numbers the democrats the democrats were required the numbers were required to get the vote to 218 only 8 republicans voted to take him out. Everybody, everybody else voted to keep him in. But what they showed, what the Democrats showed was, here's how insane your rules are, and even with the insanity of your rules, we don't want him in there. This is a guy that doesn't belong there. Now, you needed us to get him out. And you're trying to pretend That somehow, by staying in perpetual... I mean, nothing is happening, okay? The the House of Representatives has ground to a halt. No legislation, no meetings, no nothing. You have to have a speaker to make it work. And the Republicans are right back where they were uh, in January when they had to go through 15 votes before they finally got Kevin. And they're trying to pretend that they will actually be able, to, on their own, won't, we won't need any Democratic votes, they will coalesce on their own around a single candidate and somehow, somehow, find a way to get a majority, to get half plus one of all the members in the House of Representatives to vote for them. After the vitriol and the anger and the hatred and, and the internecine... Uh, f- ugliness that has been raised by matt gates gates and his band of eight out of well not the entire clown car but you know those people doing what they did they're going to come and they're going to coalesce around uh, jim jordan or i don't know uh uh who uh, um, uh there's a few others that are but everybody will obviously Put put all of their feelings and their emotions aside, and they're going to coalesce, and they'll come up with the votes, even if the Democrats totally vote against them. You know th- that is about as realistic as Donald Trump basically, uh, you know, joining a Trappist monastery this afternoon, and and surrendering his his uh, his connection to the insanity of the world and repenting his life of uselessness. No, it's not going to happen. The same people who took took McCarthy out will be required to put a new speaker in. Translation, folks, the Democrats will control who the next speaker of the House will be. Now, it would be, I mean, we could go ahead and we could say Hakeem Jeffries, and he could be nominated. And we could vote, and there would be 200, and what's the uh, the difference? Is I think the difference is four seats or five seats. So there'd be 213 votes for Hakeem Jeffries, the current minority leader of the House. And would there, is it possible, I ask you, is it possible that a handful of Republicans disaffected from the insanity that to, the, to, the, to the, uh, uh, the absolute obeisance to Donald and the ridiculousness and the hatred and the fear and the anger and, and the support of his insane positions and insane lifestyle and insane legal status, that they would actually want to step away from that and say, let's put some sanity in the house. Is it possible that we could get five votes to go along with all the Democrats and hit the 218-vote threshold required to bring Hakeem Jeffries in? It's possible. But that might even be, even, even for the Republicans, that would probably be a bridge too far, maybe at this moment. The more likely thing is this. The Republicans will start tossing out names. They've said that nothing is going to happen for a week. Uh, so, as we as we hurdle towards the next shutdown, government shutdown, the one that Matt Gates and company absolutely wants to have, because damn it, we just got to shut it all down. For well, that's what we do. As we hurdle towards that, we are basically uh, in a situation where nothing can be done, where there can be no negotiations. The fact that Kevin negotiated was the reason that Matt basically went ahead and took him down. He negotiated, how dare, how, how dare you? And he brought a substantial number of Republicans along with, how dare you, says Matt Gates. How dare you? We, we can't have this. So let's say they put up Jim Jordan to be Speaker. What are the chances that Jim Jordan will be able, without Democratic help, he'll get no help unless the Democrats have won him, they don't want Jim Jordan. No one wants Jim Jordan except Jim Jordan and a small handful of Republicans. What are the odds that he could get in on a first or any vote as Speaker of the House? Try... Uh, nil. What are the odds that any internally re- elevated Republican, without Democratic help, could get the necessary votes to become Speaker of the House? Try nil. The only person who will become the next Speaker of the House will be one who is willing to work with the Democrats, because that's the only way you're going to overcome the internecine rivalry, the bloodbath that is the Republican caucus within the United States House of Representatives. If the Democrats hold their ground, there will be no no speaker, Until the Democrats approve of, I'm going to say, of that particular Republican. Or if you want to really, if you really want to string this out, it could get to the point where Hakeem Jeffries would wind up being the only electable person. Now, could I be proven wrong on this? Yeah, I guess I could. But the way I'm seeing it, as I look back, from where we are and 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 of course there is going to be a lot of spin there's tons of spin going on right now trying to make it trying to suggest that there's far more rationality and far more cohesiveness within the Republican caucus than anyone realizes they can come up with a candidate and by god they can elect someone and they can make it all they'll bring it all together with no difficulty and oh maybe they'll get rid of the poison pill rule maybe they'll get rid of the rule And they can, they can, at any time, the rule that says one person can go ahead and cause all this chaos. Well, one person can and will do it again. And no speaker of the House of Representatives ever has and ever will be able to function and do anything and do any of the horse trading and the dealing and the compromising necessary to be the leader of one of the two major houses of Congress. You can't do that with the notion that any one member can basically say, you know, I don't like it. I want to vote to take you out. And the other side says, well, we don't like what he's doing either, or she's doing either. And it goes. And the Congress shuts down. And 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 somehow, some way, it's going to have to become apparent to a lot of people very quickly that the that the one person takedown rule can't stand any further. Now, I don't know what it takes within the House to get rid of that rule. I know that it can easily be used again and will be used again by Republicans or any, anyone in the clown car especially. Or if, if, a Jim jo- if a clown car member gets in, it can be used tomorrow. Again, the day after by anyone to take down the clown car. Easy. No problem. And it, what, what was done to, to Kevin McCarthy would easily, in fact, in fact, I would be surprised if there weren't a takedown of Jim Jordan because it's a party that's living in, in, in violence and retribution and anger and fear and hatred and they're, they've adopted the worst of what Donald has given them. They become this absolute uh, insane asylum uh, mentality have lost all perspective of what, what, how, how things can get done and should get done in order to do the people's business. It is simply living within their own world for their own power, for their own purposes, the country be damned. And I can see absolutely no reason why that would not include someone taking down Jim Jordan if there were some way for Jim Jordan or anyone else to get elected simply by the internal workings of the Republicans themselves. If Republicans could all suddenly come together, they can't. They're out of their bloody effing minds. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do this anymore. They know anger. They know retribution. They know basically uh, how to take vengeance. They know know bloodletting. They don't understand governance. They have no sense of how. Nothing from the House has made it into, name me any one piece of legislation, House-introduced legislation, that has actually made it to law, other than continuing resolutions where necessary, and I believe last year's budget. Anything, anything substantive, other than attempts to tear down, break down, destroy, get rid of, uh, uh, neutralize, uh, uh, nothing, nothing that means anything to the American people. Just taking more stuff away. Because that's what you do when you're afraid and you're angry and you're upset and and you just don't know what the hell else to do with your life. Now, th- this is where we are. And in, a, in another poll that came out this morning, uh, Biden and Trump, uh, Biden's up by two points, 50 to 48. It's one of the college polls. I forget which one. But in the internal polling, uh, Trump is still seen as better on economy. Trump is better on immigration. Trump is better on a few things. And I sit here and we're, and we're still, we are still 13 months away from the election. And we are in full swing. That's all that we can look at. And the, and the trials have not begun to produce any final effect, except that Donald Trump may no longer control his own business licenses in New York, and that his businesses will go into receivership, and that is taking away the heart and soul of who he thinks he is. That means his fear and his anger are just overwhelming him right now. That's why he showed up for three consecutive days, the first three days of his business civil trial in, in New York, simply because, Letitia James's trial that she that she's bringing against him, simply because he wanted to be able to get to the cameras at, during the breaks or whenever to say how bad it was, how horrible it is, and to say that it's all a lie, and I'm rich, and I'm powerful, and I'm wealthy, and, and no one can take this. He wanted to be there to at least make it seem that way. That's all he had left. The imagery that would come with that sort of a move, that that sort of an effort to be there, to say something against the court. Got himself a restraining order in the process to do it, which has not been acted on yet. But we know that that's going to happen. And the Republicans will react to the restraining order being acted on. And how will the restraining order be acted on? Will he be incarcerated? Will he simply be fined? How will you shut this guy the hell up? What do you do? How do you make this something like a normal criminal trial? How do you do this? How do the Republicans in the Congress not get completely out of their minds and jumping up and down and trying to support all of the insanity? How do you do this? I don't know. I don't know. I know that it's not good to start focusing on it as you wake up in the morning. You need something a little, you need something to ease you into the insanity of all this, the insanity that is the American political system right now. It helps to have, and I mean this, because I, I, I deal with this, and I deal with this willingly. I deal with it because I care about the country. I care about the show that we do. I care about doing Central F Radio. I care about you as listeners. I want you to get the truth because it's so easy not to get the truth or, anything, or a, any rational discussion of what is going on and why it's going on. It's easy not to hear stuff. You pick your silo and, and put your straw in that silo and just start sucking it out, and you can miss everything else. You can you can miss all rational truth easily in this country the way we're set up, certainly from a political perspective. I do this because I care, and I continue to care. However many people, whenever, are listening and, and, and reacting to it, uh, am i changing the world i don't know i have no idea am i bringing am, am, do i feel confident that i'm giving someone somewhere some some reasonable basis to at least pursue uh, some more exploration of the facts around them without accepting something that is absolutely or patently wrong yeah i feel confident in that that, I'm up, that that center-left radio will w- remain a pathway to, to rational thought or to reality, political and otherwise. It's not easy. Try it sometime. I, I mean, I, I, I offer you this, at, you know, at, 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 the, at some point in most of our shows, there is a request for funding. It, te- it takes money to do this. I will tell you, I, <laughs> I, I ain't getting rich doing center-left radio, okay? Far from it. I do this because I believe in it and I believe people have the right to know the truth. And whatever part in that I play, however many people, however my words might affect people in a positive, rational way to seek the truth because I'm coming from a place of caring, of hope, believe it or not. That is my contribution to America right now. I, I am not saving the world, but maybe I am. Maybe I'm that one extra statement, that, that one extra point of view, that one extra uh, reconfirmation of reality and sanity that might tip the scale. I don't know. One way or the other, I'm here, we're here, Central Left Radio, we're continuing to do this. And if it means that from now on, I must begin my morning after a cup of tea by watching 15 minutes at least of Classic Art Showcase just to get my brain centered enough to deal with the rest of the bullshit that I know is going to be coming for the rest of the day, just so that I know that I can be spiritually grounded and energetically cleansed sufficiently. If it takes that, well, fine. That's not a hard price to pay. Uh, a cup of tea in Center Left, uh, a cup of tea, well, Central Left Radio, certainly, but a cup of tea in Classic Arts Showcase is a delightful, delightful way to start your day, if you have the opportunity, I would strongly recommend it. Just as I would recommend a ni- having uh, once you've been there to that and then whatever else you have to take in to kind of get the day started and it may not be the most pleasant thing, it may not be as nice as a cup of tea and classic art showcase, but whatever that less nice part is, Make sure to slip in, but, be, but before, of course, uh, bef- before listening to um, David Bach, if it's a, if it's a Friday, but before all of that, make sure to slip in a little jazz. jazz center-left radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes 800 think of that we support your needs now we're asking you to support ours take a moment And go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident, and as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. And you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. I have more than one word to follow that up with. To wit, David, what's on your mind?
1: Uh, Well, there's a lot. Um, And it's it's good that we're going to talk about it. So if you want to hear more, you can find me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. Um, So we were... Kind of wrong. There wasn't a government shutdown. Yeah,
0: yet. yeah, 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 yeah. I think you and I were sort of assuming there would be, but um, I, but, we, but 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 <laughs> it's not as though we were cheated out of
1: out of all the drama. No, well, hold on. It's it's not over yet. Uh, of course not. Um, so ultimately, what happened is mm, Kevin McCarthy made the only correct decision of his speakership in uh he tried to first he reneged on the deal that he had with the biden administration exactly then he, um, then he attempted to keep passing the an expansion or the bills to keep the government open with just republicans um and it got more draconian and more draconian they wanted like a 30 percent cut essentially across the board to all social services um it was like the most conservative position you could take on this bill and then people like Matt Gates scuttled it, even though it was what they wanted.
0: Was it actually 30 so, percent? He was they were actually asking. I never got that
1: number. Wow. Thirty percent. Like it's it, it was like a 30 percent cut in spending, but it was like almost all social services. Well, naturally, naturally,
0: naturally. That's that's what it would be because we hate um, people,
1: you know. So, yeah. No, no, it, it really is like and it, it's, it's wild. Like people talk about, oh, we spend too much. It's like, OK, you want to talk about spending. Then more the issue seems to be like what we spend things on and how we allocate the money. Because, right, like, right. If you put, like for example, if you invest in um, birth control and contraceptives and things, for every dollar you put in, you get seven dollars back. Exactly. So it's all been spending and, on that. And, is and good this thing.
0: and the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, has done these studies, run the numbers. This is real. This is not just some some lib
1: propaganda. It's real. Yeah, you know, we don't need to keep doing. Um, Studies on how a UBI would affect people. Exactly, it, exactly. Like it's more about how we spend money than just like what money we spend. And if we want to cut money, there's there's oil subsidies we can cut. Um, I think there's some farming subsidies because I think we do a lot of stuff for like um, uh, meth, uh, like corn f- subsidies yeah. in yeah, order yeah, a, yeah. that's not like super effective. Yeah, we're, uh, we could probably cut the blue origins uh, subsidies and the uh, SpaceX subsidies. Things like that. Yep. So that was yeah, service, yeah, uh, yeah. money and stuff. Uh, so ultimately what happened is uh, Kevin McCarthy did pass a 45-day uh, uh, continuing resolution. However, in order to do that, he needed Democrat support because 90 Republicans voted against him, which is ultimately what we said would be the only way he could do this. Exactly. Because it was. Unfortunately for him— he also agreed to make his – during his speakership that only one person is required in order to do a vote of no com- – Is it uh, one, one person
0: or one Republican? Could a Democrat have brought up that motion or is it – No, only- I think it's one I think Republican. it's only a Republican, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, one person within his conference. Just wanted to clarify
1: that for the audience, yeah. Right. So it's um, – so Matt Gates said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then Tuesday rolled around and people were making fun of him for having not done it. And then he did it. And then eight Republicans voted with Democrats to ignore the tabling motion. And then eight of them voted with all the Democrats to give it to McCarthy. Now, there's a couple things to this. Oh, yeah. McCarthy <laughs> said, yeah, the Democrats would, uh, you know, they people are like, oh, why didn't the Democrats say, well, one, why should they? Because McCarthy on Sunday went on uh, face the nation, said, no, no, no. The Democrats are actually all at fault for trying to shut down the government. Even though they were the ones that saved my bacon, and I will not make any deals with them at all. Uh, I will not negotiate nothing. So they're like, "Well, we're not just going to save you to save you. We're, you know, if you're going to want our help, you have to make a deal with us because that's what happens. Like, like there isn't a planet where they would just." save Nancy Pelosi from the same thing. No, and they
0: and and, and, and the notion that now the Democrats have to come to the rescue to save him. I I did a lot on this in our in the first segment David. The notion that the Democrats have to come to save you. Because, well, basically, that would be the adult thing to do, ignoring the fact that you're trying to destroy the country and destroy everyone and everything that basically uh, we stand for as Democrats. And, and Oh, and by the way, geez, and, 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 and sort of unilaterally began an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Yeah, I think you're the guy that we want to keep in office. I get infuriated when I even hear some in the in the liberal and the left media suggesting that the Democrats really—I mean, well, they did actually vote him out—and I and I and I and I want to jump through the TV set or the microphone, basically to 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 to, to ring necks. But be that as it may.
1: Yeah, no, the the, the Democrats standing up for themselves is the correct uh, position to take. They did the right thing because. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is was a weak speaker, and he is uh, his lust for power was was overdone by his um, in depth stupidity. So uh, he is a historical loser, and now the house is in chaos. Uh, so basically, what happens now is uh, they went on their third vacation since, uh, since September. Of course, you need a
0: vacation um, after doing something like this, especially with 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 you know with a with a uh, with a with, a, with a, another shutdown looming in less than forty five days. It's a great time for a vacation.
1: Right, and what is going to happen is when they come back, they have to vote for a speaker because nothing can get done in the House until the speaker is chosen. Um, so there's a couple of different, a uh, couple of different options that they have. Uh, Donald Trump's name is floated out a couple of times. Now the reason this is happening is because um, any any citizen can be voted uh, speaker of the House. That's now,
0: right. That's right. Uh, under American face,
1: law, this is. This is objectively a very stupid idea mm-hmm. because, um, there's a lot of procedures and things that the Speaker of the House has to do that random Joe Schmo would not know. Like, if you're going to vote somebody off the street, it should be somebody who has experience in this position or is like a reporter who's like done the work and knows what they're doing. Like, that would be at the very least the only way that it would make sense to have a, um, uh, somebody off the street. But there's another problem with Don Trump. Donald Trump is uh, indicted for felonies, and by rule is not allowed to be speaker because of that.
0: Well, he's not allowed uh, to be—he's not allowed to be anything. And 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 I, I gather that the case is still pending somewhere. I'm not sure. I know several um, several Democratic secretaries of state have brought an action somewhere, saying that under the 14th or Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, he cannot run for office. Period. Ever again, uh, be, uh, a combination of both the insurrection and the indictments makes him absolutely verboten. You can't get him in there. But I, I'm I'm not hearing where those cases are going right now. The Article Four, the uh, the the Fourteenth Amendment case. That should be interesting to see
1: how that ends up. Also, like he w- he wants to do it because it sounds funny, um, but like in a reality where Donald Trump was Speaker, it would be an abject disaster. because oh, it, it would
0: be insanity. It would be insanity.
1: Um, it, he would just try to do things that were blatantly illegal, um, although it would be very funny to watch him try to sit behind Joe Biden during the State of the Union. Um, but that's, a, that's a, a different story. So right now it appears that the Speaker race is coming down to Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise, maybe Tom Emmer. Uh, but last night, Jim Jordan got a big boost because uh, Trump endorsed him, and they seem to be—the uh, the craziest flag seems to be coalescing around him.
0: Yes, but, um, but, but their they're coalescing around him does not mean that the rest of the House will go along with it,
1: not by a right. long shot. Because the he still needs—he can still lose, like, five votes and not be—
0: but do you, do you do you imagine do you see a situation where Jim Jordan could get in with uh, losing less than five votes and can do it with just Republican votes?
1: Well, you would have to do it with just Republican votes. No, I understand it that, used.
0: but would can you see that as a viable situation? I'm being honest with you. I can't. Not the way well, not the way people are screaming in jail and 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 attempting to kill each other within the House of unless maybe. Uh, they got rid of the one vote and, and out uh, situation that Gates Gates was able to use, but be, but someone will take uh, would take him if Jordan and I don't see how he gets in with the numbers the way they're set up and, and they're at each other's throats there, that someone would take him out in no time as well. I mean, I don't get it.
1: Right. This is this comes down to the fundamental problem. No speaker in their right mind is going to take this job with the threshold being that low.
0: Which which explains like Jim Jordan. Yeah, wanting the job. Yeah, he, you know, he's not in his right mind.
1: Anybody would have to to remove it. And also somebody who's willing to do that needs to be not so radical that their frontline and moderate guys won't um, won't uh, uh, will vote for him. Yeah. And won't get screwed. Because they've already got screwed. That's one of the things that's important to point out to this that um, voting for that first bill the the one with the massive cuts that they knew wasn't going to pass hurts them all now voting for Jim Jordan is the extreme position voting for Steve Scalise is also an extreme position because they're they're extremists yeah uh, yeah but that's like it is there are so many different things that can happen here like it is possible I, in like a negative percentage that some of them after like two or three of these votes say, you know what, this is clown show. Let's do Jeffers or that they don't, they get so pissed off that they all decide, Oh, I'm just going to be present. And enough of them say present that Jeffries becomes it because it's a majority of those voting. Right. That's right. So it, it's like, it it is, it is, there are so many different possibilities. Anything could happen. Um, but the other thing is they still have to figure out how to pass a, a bill to keep the government open and in all likelihood they won't um and while we talk about this as oh you know it, it's going to hurt people it's going to hurt workers like literal workers who work in the government it's going to hurt people who rely on um food assistance it's going to rely on hurt people who rely on social security it's going to hurt the military it's going to hurt um just all types of people in, in order while well, 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 like,
0: A correction there: Social Security will not be touched by a government shutdown. That 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 doesn't get touched by it. But oh. everybody else, yes, the military and everybody else, winds up getting hit. And 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 the and the worst part of this is that it, it, it is absolutely unnecessary and that Jordan will probably double down far beyond anything that, that, that would have been acceptable to McCarthy. He'll be much closer to the Getz position, the 30% that you referenced earlier on. And that will be an impossible thing for people to vote on. He won't be able to back away from that. This is why I question that even before he were to get in, he won't get in for this reason. Everybody knows the positions he's going to take on the first major bill that has to be dealt with as he goes in. He's going to be radical to that edge, and, he, and everyone knows that that's not going to work. There's a whole bunch of Republicans in there that can't go along with that. For the very simple reason that they've already voted for the CR, which says we're not going crazy. Now, that CR didn't have Ukraine, and I understand that the Republicans are saying no matter who gets in, we're not going to have any more funding for Ukraine no matter what. Boy, that really works well in the international community and really makes America look like a leader and smart and and the person people can go to and depend on, and, and Putin smiles and the Chinese smile and say... Boy, aren't these assholes our buddies or something like that? I don't know.
1: I'm- yeah, because like, it needs to be the, – the, there's two things that need to be wrapped up into the Ukraine funding thing. One, um, it is both the morally right thing to do. Of course. It's essentially part of our budget that we just are reallocating because it's like 1% of military uh, of our military budget. Um, it's also an incredible investment to have basically crippled the entirety of Russia's military without a single American having to, to fight them.
0: Kind of amazing, isn't that? Isn't that and, and by the way, th- thank you so much for, 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 for framing it that way because it, it doesn't get framed that way often enough. Rarely d- d- is that thought put out there, and that is precisely what has happened here. We, we were able to do it, in, uh, let's be honest, in a proxy war. Is what we've done, rather amazing. No, it's not. A, it's well, not, it's, it's not a NATO. Proxy. It's it, it's NATO assistance, and we're they're using NATO equipment. And no, we are not. Uh, and, and we are doing training of people. There's a certain. Okay, I mean, what would you call yeah, it? You don't not, call it It's proxy. not
1: Americans who got into this fight. Like we're not in a war. the The other thing to this is, it's not like literal. We're handing them dollar bills. A lot of it is in the form of equipment. That's right. So, That's right. Let's let's per, just pretend it's all dollar bills. These people who say no more money for Ukraine while we have you know homeless veterans or the borders wide open, like the border, they'll build their wall. Like even though it's it's never going to work, it's never going to solve the actual the problem that yeah, we he, have. Uh,
0: Biden just approved what twenty miles of wall or something, or re, re, well, re, re, uh, refurbishing walls. refurbishing it.
1: Yeah. Um, but the um, the other thing is, it's just like the homeless veterans line. These people don't actually have any policy in which to reallocate any of these funds to. They're just against something. There's nothing there to, uh, right. to use those funds right, for. Right. So, like, if it wasn't going to Ukraine, it would be going to like tax cuts for the wealthy or yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, anti-LGBTQ policies. Like, it's not a, um, like when they when this is the the fundamental thing that people need to understand. The Republican Party just factually. As it currently stands, is incapable of governing. Exactly. And also, they have no—they have no desire to actually better your life because they have no policies. It is again worth pointing out that there is not a single policy in basically the entire year that they have been in power that you can point to that has helped better anyone's life. There is no policy that brought down inflation. There is no policy that um, tackled gas prices. There is no policy that tackled uh, what they claim to be a uh, rise in crime. There is no policy that um help deal with health care. There's no policy that dealt with rise uh, rising child care costs, nothing. There's would it be would it be no accurate
0: policy. would it be accurate to say that not a single piece of Republican uh, generated legislation in the House other than the continuing resolution that got approved by the Senate, the Republicans have not even gotten anything that's turned into law as far as I know. Or have well,
1: they? not that i'm aware but you not also that i'm to aware of like no, no, no. the 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 standard for them shouldn't be it gets turned into law you're in a divided government you essentially if you if you measure it by that um metric you're really going to fail on just every everyone will fail that metric because generally when would divide the government you basically just pass whatever um uh whatever disaster relief is going on and then the keep the government function well you 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 those. do
0: you do certain rational things reasonable things that are that are necessary to 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 preserve the function of the country they right. can't but do they, that
1: and 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 they that they can't do that yeah. you also pass bills as like messaging bills It's like hey this is what we passed and if you give us full control pass this right
0: right 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 yeah and, 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 and they don't have any of that no no they they uh, have they have angry Tear it down, rip it up, destroy this, uh, break that, and all that crap. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I know. Right. So, that's what got. so I want to very talk about the the border wall, right? So oh yeah. It does appear that Biden is reinstituting the wall. However, there's this is this is not. Oh, Biden is doing this because blue states are collapsing and um, blue cities are collapsing and the, the the uh the migrant crisis is out of control. And they're just realizing that turn. the are poll- No, what happened is. In 2019, Congress allocated this money. Um, It was never reallocated. Biden does not have the ability to reallocate it. It's part of Congress's power. And so they tried to, I think, like sell part of the wall off in order to make it um, so they didn't have to do this. And then they didn't do enough of it. So so they're basically doing what Congress reallocated. Um, So this is not a—now, they didn't have to waive all of the, uh, the environmental stuff. That was, that was something they chose it, but, uh, it is not just because he, he caved on Trump's And again, like this, this, let's say this wall gets built and it doesn't actually stop immigration because that's, that's the end goal. They, they just don't want immigration. Right. Um, period. They, um, and, and the economy collapses because that's the other, um, the outcome if you close the border. it would
0: just,
1: uh, the damage the economy being calculable, because um, remember when uh, Texas uh, delayed border crossings so they could search for migrants and trucks that it cost them like thirteen billion dollars in like two days.
0: Right, because uh, of the amount of the amount of commerce, the international commerce that was screwed up. Yeah, you know, but but right. they they've got to know that. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they know it. Maybe they that, don't know it. The anger, it's, it's the, the anger
1: overrides all of that. Yeah. The, the, it's if you're not going to deal with any of the um the push factors, the climate change, the yep. destability in the areas, um the, the poverty, like things like that. And you're not going to deal with any of the pull factors being like us having a functioning um immigration system or some type of pathway to citizenship. Just or or the a streamlined asylum system. If you're not gonna deal with any of that, your argument is okay, build wall, keep a lot, people keep people out, and then when they keep coming, the next step is Shoot them Yeah. Yeah, that's and then, the next step. And this yep. is the yep. the um uh the truly the truly stupid one that I think people should start asking people like Ron DeSantis. Um Mr. DeSantis, when you go to war with Mexico, um what do you think is going to happen to the flow of refugees coming from there to uh America? Have you happened to think that one through?
0: No, nah, and he hasn't. By the way, uh have you seen the poll that says that uh, that uh, Nikki Haley has now f- uh, substantially superseded uh, Ron DeSantis in popularity? Was that an outlier? Did you see
1: it? Did, did I fantasize this? Is it actually out there? I I know he's in like fifth in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking specifically New
1: Hampshire. In New yeah New Hampshire yeah yeah. Um, it I mean look she is their most rational, uh, option. Um, uh, she's not a good option,
0: No, but she's
1: no, their most no. rational option. And she, the only way for her to ha- have sh- any chances for basically what everyone did around Biden is for them to all coalesce around her in order to try to take out Trump.
0: Okay. And, but, and, but the other, but the other thing, the other thing is she raised her hand when at the, at the first Republican, uh, debate, whatever you want to call that thing,
1: right? No, no. You no. Let me, let me said I'll,
0: I'll support yeah. Donald, even if he's convicted, even if he's a crim. And that, that to me is total, complete, absolute disqualification. No, no possible
1: I, way. I, I want to be to be clear about two things here. Nikki Haley is not a good choice. She would not be. She, you know, she wants to raise the social security. She's anti-union. Um, she doesn't seem to believe in climate change. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff. Um, you just on the policy that you can disagree with. Yeah. However, and this is the important factor. This is the type of thing that you need to argue with with the dumbest people because they're like, "Well, you know, when is the next person not going to be a, a threat to democracy?" And the answer is when it's not a fascist. And the difference between Donald Trump and Haley is Haley is not a fascist. Yeah. There is there is yeah. no Yeah. There is no like existential threat of a January 6th coming from like a Haley president.
0: I don't, yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree that I don't, I don't sense that with, well, I don't sense it. I don't know how far she would bend in order to acquiesce to, uh, powers that, that, uh, you know, to, to, to to cater to the loonies. Um, but if she had gotten in, then Donald would be an irrelevancy. So, uh, well, more or less, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. All I know is this is uh, getting curiouser and curiouser. And uh, Lewis Carroll, basically, uh, boy, I, I just love that line. Uh, it's curiouser and curiouser. But we stay with it. We, we try to stay rational in our own world when we're dealing with the irrationality of others. I, I did a lot of talking about that in the first segment of the show today. Um, I, I, I think I, I just, it's going to be fascinating to see that after the Republicans have given themselves this vacation for a week, and finally now begin to start voting on this stuff, I, I am predicting. One should not predict anything, but it will be just like it took Democrat, Democratic votes to get uh, McCarthy out. It will take Democratic votes to put a new Speaker in, and I, I share with you the fantasy, and the and the. And the, and the anticipatory laughter that would come with Hakeem Jeffries winding up in that situation, but I don't know who it'll be. I just don't think it's going to be Steve Scalise or, um, or, or Jeffries simply because they are so completely off the wall. And in the end, the Republicans are going to have to ask the Democrats, okay, who will you support? And we go from there, but does that guarantee that we'll get past and and get past the forty-five day CR and finally pass a budget? Who the hell knows? But I say it again, that's why they play the games, and that's why we're here on Center Left Radio. David, thank you once again for your insight. Where else can people catch you to to hear more of it?
1: Um, they can find me on
0: Twitter at facesideas. Yeah that's great and I, and I hope they do and I want to thank all of you all of our listeners for listening into today's show uh, there's plenty more where this came from and, and plenty of plenty more opportunity to hear me end it all not like that no not, not like that but but like this uh, after all is said and done a little jazz please <laughs> Listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of Hope Politics and Jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Let, let's take stock. We don't have a we don't have a speaker, and the Republicans have declared a holiday while they think about it. Uh, if they want anyone decent, they're gonna need Democratic support, just like it took the Democrats to get uh, McCarthy out. Indecent includes Jim Jordan, a guy who would want to shut the government down automatically. No one wants him, but Donald Trump does. Hey, maybe that'll work in our favor.